liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 167, recording November 21st, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing, uh, man, that Blizzard mess. Um, oh, hey, guys, did you know the multiverse is real? And I suppose we should talk about Grand Theft Auto. Wah, wah, <sighs> to do this. I have with me, as always, Justin Vampire Wedding Carter. I know. I, I totally meant to bring it up last week, and then I got distracted, but it's even better now that you're here. But yes, Crimson Vow, the <laughs> other half of Innistrad Midnight Hunt, came out a couple weeks ago. And of course, I had to go pick up my obligatory like box and then a couple pre-releases for me and Megan uh, to get uh, the arena codes. I was going to say box or boxes. Normally it would be boxes, but with all it came out at the worst. I, I like this past weekend, like bought, did all my Christmas shopping. My goal mm. is to be done like by December 1st, have everything mailed, have everything yep. like delivered to the house. Like now I have to worry about shipping. Now I have to worry about something not arriving on time and just be 100% done this year. And I'm proud to say that I, I made that cutoff. So. Well, that's nice. Uh, congratulations, first off. <laughs> Secondly, is your Christmas list, like, actually all that big? No, since it's really yeah. just... Because you really you, you like, you're an only child, right? So mm-hmm. you, there's no, like, nieces or nephews or siblings you got to right. take into account. So Yeah, and my parents won't even, like, be in town, like, during Christmas. So it's just more like, here's your, like... Lowe's gift card for dad, <laughs> like mom, I'll take you to like bookman's and like, you can pick out whatever books you want and I'll buy them for you. And that takes care of that. So, so just so you know, I'm incredibly jealous of this lifestyle. Like uh, <laughs> I, I have one sister and she, she, her and her husband don't, do not have children, but my wife's family, uh, she is one of five. Oof. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and her brother, uh, well, one of her brother, all three of her brothers do not have kids. The sister has a baby. Um, and, but then there's both her parents, my mom, my sister, her husband. Like it's the list goes, the list goes big. Thankfully, there's not a lot of children in this equation, but there's man, we, we, we go hard on presents. You know? Dude, uh, well, the majority of my mom's family lives in Oklahoma and I okay. remember, and we have video footage of it and stuff on like old VHS, like camcorder stuff. And it was, they all came down to Arizona the one year for Christmas. And so like all my like cousins, so there was like five or six of us. And like the, the tree was like disgusting with the number <laughs> yeah. of presents. Like yeah. the tree was like half buried. Because everyone oh, brought all their presents to put under the tree mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I remember the morning of opening gifts, like they were trying to do, oh, kind of like in order, kind of like one at a time to film it. Yeah. And then after a while, it's like, all right, this is going to be an all day excursion. Just start fucking opening shit. Like yeah, we're not start, waiting anymore. Just start and ripping and tearing, guys. Let's go. The, the highlight of that video, though, is my older cousin, um, Jenny. 
she was like, I don't remember how old she was at the time. She was probably like 16, something mm-hmm. like that. And she like woke up in the morning and he, my dad was like filming and she had like a pack of fucking Marlboro Reds tucked in her pajamas. <laughs> and she like looked up, realized my dad was filming and then immediately like covered her shirt with it and like did this like as she walked by. And then like six minutes later in the video, my dad's like doing kind of panorama shots and you point down the hall and her dad's like yelling at her in the fucking hallway. Know, like, pointing at her butter, and he like, cuts away real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And she's like sitting there doing the hands and stuff and he's doing the hands like pointing at her yelling and shit. And I'm like, dude, that's so good. And like I, shout outs to Jenny, though. Like that takes some brass ones to be like, hey, my entire family's here. Yeah, I'm just breaking out the marbles. Yeah. Like, like I'm just gonna like, walk outside with the adults and fucking light my yeah. little cancer stick up. Like whatever, right? man. Like that that takes some stones. Shout outs, Jenny. Like she <laughs> she nailed it. Um but yeah, unfortunately that did not go well for her. Uh you may have noticed we are light one host this week. Uh right before we were recording, uh Shannon's son woke up unwell it is unclear at this point uh what 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 is not going well with with his kid but um he had to go tend to that of course so uh we said we're not moving our recording schedule shannon tough no but it uh he he said to soldier on without us so we are uh hope everything is bouncing back over in that world and uh we can enjoy all enjoy a thanksgiving uh healthy and whatnot um but yes, so it's me and Justin today. And look at the smile on Justin's face. I know. He's so ready for this. I know. It's because I miss, I, as, as much as it was a delight to see Shannon last week, because it had mm-hmm. been a couple weeks since I'd seen Shannon, you know, I still, I miss my boys. I love my boys. And, and it's like, been a couple weeks since we've seen each other now. So It is. Yeah, yeah it has. And I'm also excited. I, uh, I got... Zach and Shannon's uh, family some gifts, and I, me and Megan wrapped them all. She she did the wrapping; otherwise, it would have looked like shit <laughs> if I did it. But and got them all boxed up to mail tomorrow, so I'm excited yeah. for everyone. I want to hear everyone get their stuff because yeah. uh, I think I did pretty good picking out some uh, stuff for the kids and you know wives and girlfriends and Zach mm-hmm. and Shannon and I'm I'm excited and uh, yes we we. We are not on the ball quite as well as you, but uh, you will also have a package heading down to the desert. Um, yes, yeah, so we, we, I'm still f- trying to, uh, today or today, this weekend was, <laughs> to, this weekend was the big uh, sports weekend in my house. Uh, it was the, my son's AYSO soccer tournament all day yesterday. Uh, they did really good in the first game and got, housed in the second game <laughs> like it was it was not a pretty sight the second game and then but um, I, if you get orange slices though everyone walks away a winner yeah you know some capri suns some uh well now they don't do orange slices it's all about the halos you know oh so, okay the cuties yeah the cuties so yeah cuties capri suns life's all right like I would have preferred that as a kid. Like nothing was worse than playing soccer as a kid. You bite in the orange slice and it just rockets a fucking seed into the back of your throat. <laughs> like I've had that happen before, and it's like this isn't right. enjoyable at all. Like I'm out here sweating my ass off, and I'm choking on a seed like midfield. And then, uh, well, and it was hilarious. So he got, like I said, the team the team got handled in the second game, which ended their run. Um, and I was expecting uh, to be met with a very morose child. Uh, at the end of that. No, no, no. 
he was super stoked because like, do you remember when we were kids? Uh, maybe they were already gone by the time you were a kid, the crackers that had like the little red plastic stick that you would get. Yeah. The cheese yeah. With the cheese that. spread. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then you like sit there and suck on the stick and stuff to get all the cheese off yeah. of it. And... I, I, I'm glad you're sitting because I have a revelation for you. Uh huh. Bro. They make those with Oreo like crackers and like the cream filling instead of cheese. So you like make your own Oreos. What? I yeah. mean, that's similar. I have like Dunkaroos at home and stuff, which it's is kinda, like just a little like it's little kinda like that. Scoopy scoopy whoop them with the cookies and yeah, stuff. It's kind of like that. But, but you get the little stick to do it with again. And so he was so stoked about that. Like he did not care that they just got the crap kicked out of him. On the <laughs> like he's just like, trying, he doesn't even care. He's just trying to like make the game like lose faster just to get that. Yeah, like, yeah totally. Whatever, it's man. like, wait, can I get another one of those? Can I get another one? Kicking but, it into their own goal. He's like, all right, wrap it up boys. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like just, just don't kick it out of bounds. Clock, clock can't stop. Just come on. Um, yeah. So, uh, so even though they lost, everything was okay because, make your own Oreos exist, you know? So he was super stoked about that. Um, and then we had ice skating with my daughter and then he had hockey this morning. It's been a lot. It's been your life at this point. It's just like someone left the channel on ESPN and you can't find the remote. So you're just like, fuck it and just let it roll. Pretty much. Uh, except, except I'm driving for most of this. So yeah. (laughs) So it's like um, ESPN mixed with Uber. You're like in an Uber watching ESPN yeah, on your phone. I, I am the Uber, except I don't accept I get to pay instead of be paid. But um, speaking of people being paid when they shouldn't be paid, let's talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about uh, Mr. Bobby Kotick and Activision. God, I dude. I was telling Zach before the podcast, I really didn't want to give Blizzard any more attention. Like we talked about Blizzard so much this year, but dude, the dumpster fire just rages on. It's one of those things where like, yeah, no one, I think we all know the story by now. We're all sick of it, but you know, when it just keeps going, like the, the Washington post is out there publishing stories about how Activision CEO, Bobby Kotick, uh, not only was he aware of the sexual misconduct practices within the company, he was actively doing it himself and like threatening to kill employees. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, uh, death threat to your assistant, I think pretty much draws the line of like, how is this guy even still employed here? Like, yeah. I don't understand. And, and then, you know, all of this hits the fan and the, the board of Activision who was all basically his good old boy network is like, no, no, Bobby's got this great guy. We got, we're, we're all here united behind Bobby. And uh, so now we have a, uh, a active petition with blizzard employees. Uh, what was the last number we saw it was up to, it was a thousand employees. Yeah, dude, something like that. They've been doing walkouts. I know yeah. I've seen a lot of pictures from people on Twitter and stuff who work at Blizzard and stuff and them like petition, like picketing and stuff like outside of Blizzard, Activision, even people working remote um, did like a walkout where everyone like signed off at the same time and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things now 
Yeah. Well, essentially when 10% of your company, cause they employ about 9,000 people. So when 10% of your company are saying like this guy needs to go like right now, um, it's gotta, it's gonna start stacking up and you know, this, the board going like, Oh, Bobby Kodak's got this. No, no worries. Is only going to carry so much weight as that stock price keeps stripping. It's like, you know, that that stock price is going to get lower. I mean, it's already lost, I think, 10 to $15 a share off this news. It wasn't good already. Um, Call of Duty is the least performing Call of Duty in it, the Activision's history, which really ain't good because that's like their bell cow release for this year. Um, I haven't seen numbers for it, but I'm assuming the Diablo 2 Resurrected probably like their numbers probably got <laughs> hit hard. Uh, you, you know what's funny about that? I actually went looking for that. You uh-huh. can't find those numbers. Oh, anywhere. I guarantee it. Like, otherwise, the stock price would probably be down double that if uh, yeah. people knew. I mean, you can find people's best guesses, which aren't good, but you can't find the actual like, hey, how many Diablo 2 remasters did you sell? No, (laughs) you can't find that shit anywhere. And that is not by accident. Um, But yeah, the uh, it's one of those things like I just wish they would get to the end of this already. It's like, you know what needs to happen. It, the shareholders are not going to vote these people back into their positions at this point. You, they've cost the shareholders literally millions of dollars at this point with the, with the awful practices that they've been perpetrating and protecting and hiding and lying actively about it. Just resign and move like, go take your millions of dollars, duck out for a couple years, pop back up in a, in a, you know, helper role on some random company or some board somewhere and live your life. But like this doesn't end with Bobby Kotick saving the day, you know, like there's no, there's no place. There's no way this story ends where like everything's fine and Activision's back on top. No, like dude, do you, so let me, let me ask you this. Do you think like, anything's gonna like some like a representative i don't think it's gonna be him but like a representative of blizzard or something like something will happen like during the game awards bringing this up like just bring up anything Mm. blizzard active and like an apology like anything no i don't i mean if anything i think the only way it comes up is if like someone else dunks on them but like i don't think anything it's too i mean I don't think I don't I don't see anyone wanting to make those type of waves. I know. know I I saw you struggling to try and figure out. Like, 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 do I think like someone would make take pop shots at him Mm -hmm. at the game awards? Definitely. Do I think anything's going to come from it? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, nothing positive is going to come from it. That's for sure. Dude, like but, my thing was, I didn't understand how the board members would. It's like, okay, guys, either we're gonna admit that there's a problem, or we will literally stick our heads in the sand and just double down. And they're like, double down, double down. All right, everybody, we're gonna double down on Bobby. Yeah, and I mean, it's because they've all been paid very well to protect him yeah. up to this point, and they're going to sink with that ship. And it's stupid because uh, it's gonna cost them all their gigs. But but you know but when Bob yeah. when. When good old Uncle Bobby's got a blackmail on every person on the board. Yeah, exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. It's like, yeah, when 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 good old Bobby's got those hard drives somewhere, 
you know, those <laughs> USB thumb drives. It's on the cloud. He's going to yep. pull the trigger at any point and release it. Um, yeah. Oh, jeez. But yes, I, I know everyone's sick of this story, but I just can't believe it's still going. And it's just still going. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, you want to know else what's ridiculous, Justin? Uh, the WB Smash Brothers clone. That's yeah, pretty I, ridiculous. I couldn't believe that was real. Like when rumors came out about it, I was like, I guess, but I, I was like, I didn't know if they were writing the hype around the Nickelodeon like All Stars thing, which yeah, did, hasn't even really taken off yet. Like, I mean, it's gotten a lot of press and stuff, but they're really pushing to kind of make it like the next like melee, and it's still not there. So then the fact that they're just pumping out this new like WB Smash clone, I'm like, it's like free to play. And, you know, I mean, to, to be fair, they did this recently. Well, WB didn't, but this has happened recently with the Nickelodeon one, and which is very successful. People really like that game. And apparently the, the thing that differentiates this from the Nickelodeon attempt at a Smash Brothers clone is they're going to have actual voice character work in this game. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's Smash Brothers. Everything's like animated in kind of the same style, which I found disappointing. I was hoping it would be like, you know, the Bugs Bunny character would look very different than the Batman characters, which would look really different from the Steven Universe characters, you know, like, but they're all just kind of the same art style. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not a Smash Brother guy, but looking at this video, it just looks really dumb. Like, yeah. it just looks so dumb. I mean, I even at the buy-in rate of free, I don't think yeah. I'm going to play it. But I did. I will say the one big takeaway that I did like about it is the fact that a like that Shaggy meme, dude. They are just running tenfold with it. Like he has like plus ultra fucking instinct Shaggy yeah. like moves and stuff. And b the fact that they did actually get Matthew Lillard to voice Shaggy, which is he played the live action Shaggy in the Scooby Doo mm-hmm. thing that all the memes even came from. And he's like a hundred percent invested in the memes and love it and stuff. So the fact that. Like, everyone's on board with that is just fantastic. I mean, well, if you've ever wanted to have, like, the Joker versus Arya Stark versus Superman, you got it. You know, we can do it at this point. And it's just, it's kind of an insane setup. Like, I, but is it is it really an insane setup? You know what, I'm, you know what, Justin? I'm taking that back. This isn't an insane setup. Because look at Smash, what is Smash Brothers now? Like Smash Brothers is like Zelda versus Kirby versus like that random dude in that one RPG. Like, you know, it's it, like Smash well, yeah, when you, is, especially with the all the now. with all the DLC characters and stuff. It's like Minecraft yeah. Steve versus Cloud versus like um, Ryu. Like it's like you're like, you don't even recognize it anymore. And I saw someone posted a picture. It's like Fortnite's almost the same thing. They showed like a squad and it was Naruto thanos uh <laughs> rick sanchez and like someone else and they're like guys this is a real game yeah. like john wick like it's like dude what the hell am i even the, looking at right now this is a game people are playing you know and, right. and you know what it's free to play so what who the hell cares really but like it's just one of those things where it's just it's bonkers to me I did. I don't know if you saw in the video, but I did appreciate the little touch of when someone got knocked off and couldn't make it back. The Porky Pig, that's all, folks, popped up over <laughs> where, he, where Dude, the guy I fell didn't off. See that? That's pretty funny. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty good. It seems to have a lot of little touches that are nice. And you know what? 
I hope it's rad. It's not my kind of game. I'm not a Smash player. Like, I'm the least qualified person to talk about this. But I hope it's rad. Like, I hope these people really, that, that enjoy this genre, really enjoy it. You know? Dude, someone was saying as, like, a DLC character, but they should add, like, LeBron from Space Jam 2. Oh, uh, that'd be great. It's <laughs> like a fighter. Or, like, the Clockwork Orange guys. Oh, dude, that'd be, that'd be so random. Like, kids are like, what the hell was this weird English person doing on yeah. the screen? You're like, oh, it's a guy that murders and rapes people. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's fine. It's fine. Shaggy's got it. Shaggy's going to plus ultra him off the level. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, but it is cool. Like where you were talking about Matthew Lillard, they did get like Kevin Conroy to do the Batman voice. They got John DiMaggio to do uh, Adventure Time voices. Like they got like the actual guys to do some voice work, which is neat. Like that's, yeah. that's. And that's a thing, seeing as it's actually WB doing it, like they can pull that talent, they can pull that rank, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hope it separates it, but no uh, no Switch confirmed. Did you see that? It's no, like I'm, everything but Switch. Like, I'm assuming it probably will come to Switch at some point. Um, they probably just need to optimize it better before it's on the switch either that or it runs like the grand theft auto definitive editions on the switch Ooh, man speaking of transitions <laughs> thank one. you thank you uh because holy crap dude have you seen the videos now i'm not I'm, I'm on record if you are a fan of this show you've heard me say many times every grand theft auto I buy with the thing of like, oh, this is going to be the one that's amazing. And then I play it for six to eight hours and I'm like, oh, and I don't like Grand Theft Auto anymore. Um, and but but the the ones that they've released as quote unquote, the definitive editions. I have played. I have played the original Grand Theft Auto three and uh, Vice City and Vice City was probably the only one I finished. I'll be honest. San Andreas. Awesome game for the first like 10 hours. The next 10, kind of not so much. But um, yeah, the, the they've re-released these three as the definitive editions. And holy crap, I, I don't know if they just took like the horrible cell phone versions that came out a few years back and like made those run on consoles or something. But I can't believe they've released these. I mean, Dude, like just all the different videos I've seen, like I've seen everything from just like, like clipping through shit and just like falling to like, they obviously did some sort of weird shader effect just throughout the entire game to kind of round objects and stuff yeah. like that to make them less jaggedy and like po polygonal and stuff. And there's the one where it was the like tough nuts donuts yeah. and it even rounded the nuts to where they're yeah. just like metal circles so now the joke is like completely lost like in the game because it doesn't even look like nuts anymore yeah no, it's uh it well the rain did you see the whole video with the rain in the game no it, i didn't see it like did it just bog it down so fucking hard that like it well, chugged the, the rain in, in the game now looks like uh like the rain in sin city. It's like, okay. it's just white streaks that just like come down the screen. And it's like, it, it's really obtrusive and really obnoxious. Weird. Like, yeah. It's, it's bad, man. The, did you see the bug where the car kept getting bigger? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, that bug, I guess that bug is a bug that was in the original version of the game. Like from what I've heard, that's like what happened or whatever is that bug is actually mm -hmm. in the original version. And it takes like, a lot of setup to do 
And supposedly in the video that person posted, they all had already basically set up the bug and then took the video. Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay. And made it look like, you know, stuff was worse than it actually is. But, uh, but no, I mean, it's still bad though. I mean, even like facial animation, like stuff like that, they've shown like cutscenes, like okay. stuff like was happening behind the scenes, like during cutscenes that like wasn't supposed to happen. Like people getting hit by cars while you're talking to them in cutscenes and stuff. And the, uh, the, just the hand modeling in animations. I mean, it's like a, it, it's a, like just awful. It's just the character animations are awful. And I mean, sure. Those are old games by now. And making them look good in a modern setting is going to be tough. Like, sure, I, I understand all that. But either do the work or don't. Like, you can't release this, call it the definitive edition, and have it just look like you ran a, you know, hardware level filter over everything and said go. It's well, that's like, what I don't understand is like, if it was that hard or that bad, like I get that they were trying to make a quick buck, like whatever, but it's like, just re-release three then like do it one at a time yeah. instead of trying to do all three at once and then just throw it for like twenty nine ninety nine, and it's the definitive edition of three. And then if that's successful, then do Vice City and do San Andreas and do whatever. But they obviously couldn't handle doing them all at once. Well, and also, you know, from, from everything I've read, the original PC releases through free mods were way better already than and, these. And the irony was because of this definitive edition, they pulled all the PC versions, yeah. so you couldn't buy them anymore. But supposedly now, with the PC version of this being like so unplayable, like it's literally unplayable apparently on PC, they're kind of retconning that, and they're bringing the original versions like back on Steam and stuff because the current version that they have isn't playable. <laughs> Well, apparently, if you bought the Definitive Edition package on Steam, you get access to the original PC releases for free now. So, But that just goes to show you where they're like, yeah, this ain't going to get fixed anytime soon. Just just download and play the one that works. It's fine. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. And also, it's Rockstar. Like, arguably, the company with the most money out there in the video game developing space. And it's like, just throw some money at it. Fix the problems. Well, and it's funny because Rockstar is like the ones that like pride themselves on all the small details in their games. And it's like, what the fuck is this shit then? Like, oh yeah, you can listen to like my horse step on leaves and shit. And it's like, dude, this guy's like fucking eye is jetting out of his face when he's talking (laughs) to me. Like fix, like fix this shit. Like, what are you doing, man? His fingernails are hovering over his yeah. hands. Like, what are yeah. we talking every, about? Every six steps, his fingernails grow an inch. And he's like, <laughs> by the time he's like at the end of the street, they're just like maiming people. The the wall of this port has faces on it for some reason. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a total train wreck. I feel bad for anyone that bought that stuff, like hoping to get, to get the experience that they wanted. Because I mean, and also... Like it's Grand Theft Auto. These are super important games. You know, like these are, these were really big games for video games as an entire genre and as an entire medium. Um, And then, yeah, just to have, just to have them dealt this dirty by the people that made them, you know, and you know, CD project red sitting back and they're like, whoo. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, people people stop talking about cyberpunk for a week. Woo, good. Yeah. 
Um, but hey, uh, you know what else is? Did did you see that we got a date for uh, Loop Hero on the Switch? Uh, we did, and you mm-hmm. know your boy's gonna get it on Switch. Mm-hmm. What was that December fifth? Was that what I saw? Yeah, dude. Uh, and no, then, December like, 9th. December 9th. Yeah. And then Death's Door comes out in like two days. Yeah, 23rd. 23rd mm-hmm. for Death's Door. December 9th for Loop Hero. Um, I'll tell you, after uh, a little Halo Infinite um, multiplayer, I'm I'm super on board for this campaign now. So there's like legit stuff coming. Like, I mean, I was honestly surprised that uh, we haven't done... Like, I mean, I granted I have no room on my hard drive after downloading Forza, sure. but done Halo multiplayer and stuff online together. Now, now, I noticed this last week and I wanted to ask you, <laughs> why do you add a D into Forza? Oh. Because there's no D. It's just F-O-R-Z-A. It's Forza. You, because you, could, you could also because... say Forza, but there's no because... D there. Obviously, I'm fucking stupid, Zach, and I don't know <laughs> the game I'm even playing. Uh, it's my first. It's my first one, and apparently, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> but it is Forza, not like Ford, <laughs> like the company. Ford. Well, you guys, if you buy the if you buy the DLC, Zach, you get the extra D. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That's that's where you get the D from. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, you got to pay for it, but that makes it's sense. worth it. That makes sense. Um. You know what the other game I, th- I want to try on one of our Friday nights? Uh, it, I want to go back to Outriders. Because apparently they put a huge free update out. And people are out there saying it's like way better than Destiny at this point. And I don't know if I believe that, but I kind of want to try it and see. <laughs> you're like, I'm calling bullshit, but you're like, you might get me to come in and check it yeah, out. Yeah, but I might. I mean, for free, I might yeah. check it out. Why not? You know? Um and then I don't know if you guys talked about it at all last week, but the one thing I wanted to throw a spotlight on was, do you remember back at E3 time, there was a little game that got some attention on Microsoft called The Gunk. That doesn't sound familiar. All right. Well, it's made by the people that do SteamWorld, like SteamWorld Dig and all that stuff. And it's coming to, uh, it's getting released and coming to Game Pass on December 16th and I'm pretty hyped for this. You should check out the, uh, you should check out the trailer for it. I think, I think it's a game you'd be on board with. Speaking of steam world. Did you see they announced their next game? Yeah. Steam world headhunter. Yeah. Dude. Well, like I know they try something different. Like what has me most excited is that it's taking place after two, which yeah. two is my absolute favorite. So um, is it, are you like on a big asteroid at that point? Cause isn't like the world blow apart at the end of two. Yeah, at the end of two, you like go to like whatever like robot planet or whatever. I yeah. thought like at the end, but isn't like the the graphic after you win like the planet like cracking in half in the yeah, background I think or so. something? So that's what. I, so I'm like kind of I don't know if it's taking place on this like new planet or they didn't really show too much, but it is interesting that they're making the jump from 2D into 3D now, mm-hmm. and it's now a third person, uh, which I I don't really know how to feel about that i guess i would need to see more gameplay uh how i feel about it because it's just i love the gameplay style of like the original and two and then i know like heist is you know kind of different and then i really liked the steam world quest and stuff with the cards that was cool i mean i mean dig dig was probably my favorite of all of them yeah 
Well, Dig Dig Two was uh, it's probably my favorite like Metroidvania from that generation. Like I I liked it better than Guacamole. I liked yeah, it better it, than all those. So. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Metroidvanias. Period. Just like of it's so good, it's so fun, and it just feels so satisfying. Like by the end, once you have everything kind of leveled up and you have mm-hmm. the jetpack and like. Lanta is just you feel so good, which that's kind of what those games are about is you want to feel powerful by the end and you really do. Oh, yeah. You just wreck shop in in those games by the end of them. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm that that made me happy when I saw like, oh, the gunks actually still coming out and this year after, you know, you guys talked about last week, everything getting delayed over and over, yeah. and over again. Um, I mean, even even the little play date got delayed i, I like, saw what? that because of like battery issues or whatever i yeah. i think it was just getting like that's the thing just the chip shortage the bad, like it's just causing delays for just everything and anything at this point well and then when one thing goes bad like they got a bad batch of batteries yeah then that that's it like that's all that, that was coming anyway so sorry you can't yeah, I mean, sure you can return them and get new ones but it'll take you six months you know it's yeah. not it's not like you it, can just re- the new, the new ones are sitting at the port, like waiting to come off the boat. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oof. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week, but man, I felt kind of bad for EA being like, sweet battlefield 2042 is launching. Oh wait, it's kind of buggy. Oh wait, halos dropping the same day. Oh, like Dude, it's, that's yeah. what's funny is like, I've seen, I honestly didn't even know Battlefield came out until I've seen little clips here and there that like it's out. And I was like, is it? Cause all I see is anybody talking about is Halo multiplayer, yeah. like on Twitter, on whatever, like people calling off work to play with their brothers and shit for Halo multiplayer. <laughs> and this new other shooter came out and it just kind of got swept under the rug. And man, that's just, just rough. Like, I mean, this, that game's going to be heavily discounted by Christmas. I bet it's, I, oh, bet, yeah. it's, I bet it's half price or less. By oh Christmas. yeah, dude, it's going to be, it's, you know, that shit's going to be in like the $30 bin at like Walmart on black yeah. Friday. hundred percent. I mean, if it's not there already. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, video game things though, should we talk about the video game award nominees that got, we... that got announced? We should, because the biggest surprise to me is that uh, Cyberpunk's on there, guys. Not once, but yeah. twice. And the categories that it's under, I was like, who who did you have to pay to get into this? Because mm-hmm. one was like best RPG. And I'm like, you're really going to put Cyberpunk up against like Shinigami Tensei and shit and tell me that Cyberpunk's an RPG? Like, well, get the fuck out of here. So my first thing when... I saw Best RPG did not include Shimigami Tensei on there. When you look at all the reviews, apparently it came out too late for these nominees. Like there was a cutoff of release dates, which is why Forza isn't on there either. But but that's like, okay. I was like, but I thought wasn't Forza on here somewhere, but for under like, like the, music or something. There's no D. There's no okay, uh, okay. Forza. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. It, you're right. It is in uh, best sports and racing game, which I think that is a travesty than that. It's not in the proper game of the year category. Cause that, that game is goddamn ridiculous. And it, I'm sorry. I've played both of them. It is way better than resident evil village. 
just as a game and doing what it does. You know, like it is. I don't know. Okay, so the game of the year is Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Being that I've played Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, I would I would be okay if any of them were not on there and Forza was myself. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, like, I haven't played Deathloop, but it's like, I've heard good things about the gameplay, mm-hmm. but then bad things about the story. And, that, like, and it, and it kind of came and went, didn't it? Like, it was yeah, one of it, those, like, everyone was talking about it for, like, two straight weeks, and then no one was talking about it. Yeah, it's because, it, like, it came out, and then people played it, and then they were like, like, I know multiple people who bought it and mm-hmm. played it, or did and a, lot, a lot of them quit because it got too hard. Sure. Um, a lot of them like quit because they just weren't invested enough in the story or cared enough to just keep going. Um, but like, I've heard good things about it. it takes two. I mean, mm-hmm. I played Metroid dread. I played psychonauts. Like those deserve to be there. Like, I mean, resident evil village. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even disagree that it like deserves to be there. Like ratchet and clank. Like I haven't played, but you know, I know it's good. I've heard great things, but it, it's yeah. good. I don't know if it's great. Like it's good. It's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if it's great. Like, it probably doesn't crack my top five of the year. But you know? I agree, though. I would definitely, I would replace, I would honestly probably like, replace Deathloop with Forza. Like, I think as a consistent gaming experience, I think Forza is probably better. For, Forza, God damn it. I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like, have it programmed in my brain that it's right? Forza. Uh, that's funny. Um. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, like the cyberpunk showing up is pretty bad. Questionable at best. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's funny because going down this list, though, it's like games that where I'm like, oh, yeah, that came out this year. Like in best multiplayer, like Knockout City. Oh, yeah, that came out this year. I know. I remember we meant to play that like one night for our Friday game thing and never mm-hmm. did. You know, I have played that, though, uh, with with my son. He he likes that game a lot. And, and so that's the dodgeball game. If people need a reminder uh, that EA released this year and it's pretty good. Like it's pretty fun. Like you can, it's got a bunch of cool mechanics and, and a bunch of cool levels. And I mean, I don't know if it belongs on this list, but it's, it's, it's good. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but also like Valheim, remember the beginning of the year when everyone was talking about Valheim and then that game just kind of went away also it's like do people still play that i don't know um now the the only one that made absolute sense to me was uh the best ongoing game that it's apex legends warzone final fantasy 14 genshin impact and Fortnite. i'm like yeah yeah that works you know like yeah peace sorry for the uh for the people that uh you know the the tens of people that are still playing PUBG, but (laughs) and uh um overwatch (laughs) yeah oof Got got to imagine those Overwatch streets are kind of kind of empty these days. Um, did you see though? Did you see that uh, Resident Evil Village and Forza both were on Best Audio Design? And I think that is key right there. Like, y- yes, I did see that, and hundred percent agree with that. And I also a hundred percent agree. Innovation and accessibility. Like Forza, like Forza's rewind feature is amazing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's a sure. game changer. Like it is so nice, and it's one of those things where you didn't realize you wanted or even needed that until you have it, and you're like, 
why hasn't this always been here? Like, this is so dope. Well, and, and just also the whole, there's so many little gradient things in Forza that can make it easier for you. It's like, man, I suck at this one thing. Guess what? There's a slider in that game for that. Whatever that one thing is, the thing in the game exists to make it easier for you. Like it, it it's crazy how accessible. Yeah. I've, I've gone through the accessibility menu and just tweaked stuff and like played with it to kind of see like if this yep. made this easier. And I was like, no, I'm better at driving this way. So I'll switch that back on. And now, there is one thing we need to talk about, which is best independent game. Uh, negative space, not represented. <laughs> not but, this year. Um, but it's Death's Door, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Inscription, Loop Hero, and 12 minutes? 12 minutes? Like, like one of these things is not like the other. Like it, It's not. And that's what's kind of weird is like, is 12 minutes technically an indie game? Yes, debatable. That's just yeah. more like a double A. Like that had some like production behind it. Like you're really gonna put that up against like Inscription, which was like a handful of people. Like you know, Loop Hero, handful yeah. of people. That's and then twelve minutes. Like oh, like studio of like three hundred fucking people. Like well, I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, Inscription didn't have fucking Professor X voice acting in it. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Like it didn't have that sort of budget behind it. Also. It wasn't good. Like it was, uh, it was interesting, but I, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like great. It's not on my game of the year list, like not, at all. You but. know, you know what was interesting? Inscription. Inscription was really interesting. Like you know, it was really good. Loop Hero. Loop Hero. Really fantastic and interesting. Have you beaten Inscription yet? Oh yeah, we gotta talk. Okay, it. okay, so we are going to do... All right, well, yeah. I'm excited to do the spoiler thing for Inscription at the end of the episode. I've been waiting yeah. for Zach to beat Inscription because I've been dying to talk about the ending of it. Yeah, we, we, we got to talk. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's... These type of, these type of lists always... I mean, they, I'm sure they're created just so people like us have discussions about them. You know, and, and things like that. But it seems like they're just missing chunks. Well, my thing know. is like, I don't like a lot of the categories. It's like the same, like four games. It's like, yeah, death loop is death loop is like in every single category damn near. And my thing, too, is if Psychonauts 2 does not win best art direction, uh, right. I'm calling bullshit. Like, right. I don't see how no matter how great like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart looks like no matter how good Ken is, I'm like. You're going to tell me art direction that Psychonauts 2 lost. Like, I don't believe you. Well, and, and I have an issue when like 3d world and Bowser's fury is only in family game. Like Bowser's fury is fantastic. And maybe it's just cause it's lumped on to 3d world that it doesn't get, it doesn't get its due, you know, but Bowser's fury was probably one of the best things I've played all year. And the fact that it's very only represented in best family game is, is kind of <laughs> bullshit to me. Yeah, that's kind of like the um, this needs to be on here somewhere, but we're kind of running out of spots. Yeah. So let's just kind of throw it in the family game category, I guess. And also, like, and maybe it's just because it's it's such a ubiquitous language at this point. I thought Pokemon Snap deserved to be in our direction. Like, yeah, Pokemon Snap looks and runs fantastic. And you- I don't know. Yeah, and in terms of uh, 
one of the new categories that I noticed that wasn't there like last year was most anticipated game. Yeah. Which is also interesting. Like I can't foresee anything beating Elden Ring or God of War Ragnarok. Like one of those two are going to win. Like they have to. And then I like how it's Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Starfield, and the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. They don't even know what it's called. Yeah, they need to keep They should do what they're doing with Triangle Project and just leave it that name. That is the name of the game. (laughs) The 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 sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That would be great. I'd be all down. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, sure, it's going to be I'm going to probably just check the highlights at the end of this for the for the trailers that drop i don't really care about who wins these things but it's a it's interesting um all right so should we do a little what we've been playing sir i know you're dying to talk about what you've been playing <sighs> all right i'll get this out of the way. um so if, if anyone's been listening to the show for any length of time you know, my son who just turned eight last week is I, I would put his dinosaur knowledge up there with like active paleontologists that have degrees. Like he's, he's stupid when it comes to dinosaurs. Uh, and I mean that in the best way possible. So around his birthday, Jurassic world evolution two was released, which uh, for those that don't know is a essentially like a theme park builder, game um that involves you know it making dinosaurs and releasing them into a park and managing the park and the dinosaurs and trying to stop people from getting eaten um and uh, make money all at the same time so first game is a lot of fun big hit around this house he still plays it to this day uh somehow we wound up buying it on the xbox the switch i think there's a pc copy <laughs> around here uh, just cause it always went on sale for like, especially on PC, it was like five bucks, you know, at some point. And then, uh, and then I want to say it was the X on Xbox and PlayStation. It was their uh, monthly giveaway at one point. So that's how we wound up with copies there. A lot of dinosaurs got played around this house, just so you know. So the sequel gets released and, uh, it starts off and there's, there's a lot of smart changes uh, in this version. So in the original game, you would need to dig out fossils to raise your genetic profile of a dinosaur enough to order to build them. And then you release them in the park. They have a bunch of things, uh, conditions to meet for the dinosaur to be happy in their enclosure, so on and so forth. Now uh, you essentially have scientists that you have to hire and each scientist has a separate set of skills, uh, some higher than others in certain areas. And you, instead of just like, I need to make this dinosaur click and you pay the money. Now you incubate eggs and the eggs can have different traits in that from, from the creative process. And so then you pick what egg you want to raise, but all this has like incremental costs. And so you certain dinosaurs end up costing way more than they used to way less than they used to. They've added, uh, aquatic dinosaurs. So like the Mosasaurus from Jurassic worlds in there. Uh, they've got, uh, a whole aviary setup. So you got pterosaurs and all that stuff, which are really neat and cool. But, uh, man, (laughs) 
they so in in like games like Mario Kart, there's rubber banding, right? There's blue shells that will pull you back to the pack if you get it too far ahead. And this game has that equivalent in the form of tornadoes. Like there are, <laughs> there are times when you're just cruising like, yeah, great, sweet. We've got shops running. They're making cool money. Oh, the shops now you can like customize and build out and change colors and all that stuff. And they're really cool. Um, you can like create a whole theme look for your entire park based on the shops and stuff, which is neat. But, um, so your shops are making money. You've got dinosaurs all in their pens. Everything's happy. You're generating hundreds of thousands of dollars a minute. You're going to be making this T-Rex and Mosasaurus in no time because they cost 2 million each to make. We're, we're, we're cruising. Wait, storm warning. What? And next thing you know, the fucking finger of God just comes down and rips right through your entire park, wrecking every fence, dinosaurs flying up. I did get an achievement, though, uh, being in the Ranger vehicle uh, when a tornado picked me up that uh, apparently there's an achievement for flipping six times in the air before you land. (laughs) And I got that by getting sucked up into a tornado. So that was fun. Um, But now you have no power. Everything costs money to fix as you're doing it. Dinosaurs are just flown all over the place. So you're like trying to wrangle all those guys before they eat everyone. You're trying to rebuild the fences. You're trying to fix your power. So you can now like automate some of your repairs and stuff like that. And now you're broke. And by the way, since everyone's in emergency shelters, no one's in your shop. So no one's spending money and your total just goes down and just goes down and just, and now you're just, when, when was my last auto save? Oh, great. It was before the storm. I'm just rebooting because it's, it's like such a huge hole to dig out of that. It's not fun. So is there a way around it then? Like if you reloaded your previous save? Yeah. So when I, what the thing I've discovered is when you reload your previous save, the tornado will still touch down in around the same spot. So, it's like you reload the save, immediately open your shelters. So all your guests get in shelter. So now you're not getting sued because that's the other thing is like lawsuits start stacking up and that uh-huh. costs you a ton of money. But then you can get in the Ranger vehicle directly and then you just park out next to like, okay, I know that transformer is going to blow up. I know like this enclosure is going to go and you can just park there as soon as the transformer blows, hit the hit the uh, repair button get over to the fence and just repair it, like kind of follow the tornado as it goes. And, and if you see it early enough, you can do that. Like right from the start, you don't need to reload to do that. It's a pretty decent strategy to like get you out of that jam. But if, if it's touched down for even like five seconds before you seen it, you're done. Like just restart. It's over. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. So that it, and it does that a lot, man. Like it's such a, too much. (sighs) <sighs> too much like in in any time essentially any time you have so you'll have like goals like the mosasaurus if you're doing the uh well we'll cover it in a second but if, if you're in the jurassic world setup to get the mosasaurus it costs two million dollars to just get the fossils of the mosasaurus and then it, which is a lot in this game and then it costs two million dollars to make a mosasaurus that doesn't include the cost of the enclosure the feeder the stands for the for uh, the public to for viewing any of that. So, I got a tornado after I spent the two million dollars 
to dig it out, which sucks because it's like it basically it's like, oh, you have no money tornado. Yeah. And it's like, shit. And then it's like, so I dig myself out of that hole. I find and getting back to two million dollars takes like an hour. It's not it's not like you're immediately flush with cash again and you just go. It's not like, oh, that was an annoying 10 minutes. It's like, no, that spent an hour while like shit was dying and I had to like spend money here and there to like rebuild my shops and stuff like that. It's like it, it, it's a process and it sucks. And then I spent $2 million to make a most source. Great tornado. And it was like, well, that one wasn't a tornado. It was like, oh, tuberculosis outbreak throughout your whole whole park. Like every dinosaur has t- tuberculosis. Have fun. And it was just like, fuck, fuck, dude. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, and, and yeah, like after the week I've had, you're like, I need a goddamn break. You're like, yeah. and then this isn't cutting me a break either. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to do the cool fun thing, you know? And, and I get it. It's a game. This is the challenges they've put into the game. But at the same time, it was just so obvious. It was like every time it was like the second you spent money, it happened. And it would be better for me if it truly felt more random. Like the yeah. events, the, the bad things felt true. If it was just like, oh, you're, you're sitting at eight, $1.8 million. Now we're dropping the tornado on you. Oh, like the Mosasaurus came out five minutes ago. Now's the TV outbreak. You know, like it's, it's one of those things like the fact that it's every time it's like you click the spend the money button and it happens. <laughs> and it's like, you know, <laughs> You like put your last dollar in the machine and then you hear pretty much, pretty much. So what ends up happening is you wait. It's it like myself, I would just, okay, it cost me $2 million. I'm waiting till I'm at like 2.6. So I have enough to like dig myself out of. And it's like, which sucks. It's like, no, I want to see the cool thing. I've saved all this. I've spent all this time and I spent all this money to do the cool thing. I need to build this little cushion just in case. Yeah, but it's like, I know as soon as I try to do the cool thing, the game's going to try to kick me in the nuts, you know? And it's <laughs> and it's like, this isn't fun. But that being said, uh, it's still it's still a very good game. I think that's all stuff that, and reading some message boards and stuff, I think that's stuff that I'm betting they're going to patch at some point. Because yeah. I'm not the only person out there with these complaints. Like, there's a lot of people out there. It's like, the main complaint is, can you guys just let me enjoy the game? You know, it's like you're, you're, you're taking this thing that you made that I really like and make me not like it. It, I I feel like they, a real easy fix would be if they just made an accessibility option or something to either a shut that entire thing off or B be like, Oh, like how hard do you want to make this? And be like easy, like none easy medium, like, there's one every fucking hour. Like, yeah. Or just vary them up, you know? Cause yeah. it's, it's one of those things like it's, it's obvious that the, the, the tornado happens at like major events. Right. Yeah. Or, or there's like disease outbreaks, which are nowhere near as bad as tornadoes. But then there's also storms where tornadoes don't happen. Just some stuff breaks. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's easier. You know, like, yeah. so yeah, like to like you were saying, if there was an easy mode where it's like, yeah, you got storms but no tornadoes, it was just you had to repair some stuff every now and then. Like, okay, sure, you know. But yeah, I, I it's a good game. I like it. I think it's going to get better as it goes. Um, 
And uh, so the one thing I'll tell people, the campaign, air quotes campaign in this game, um, is literally just a glorified tutorial. It kind of sucks. It's over in about three or four hours. And then the game opens up like to the chaos theory mode. And that's basically the game. So it drops you in scenarios of like Jurassic Park, the San Diego Jurassic Park from Lost World, uh, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. And then it looks like a couple Dominion type settings. And that's where it's like, okay, great. We have like the full depth and breadth of the tools and the dinosaurs accessible and you can go dig stuff out. Like the, in the campaign, you're not excavating any fossils. It's like, it's like supposed to be Jurassic world dominion style where dinosaurs are in North America. And it's like, Oh, we found a hot spot in like Yosemite or oh, they're up in like the Canadian border. And we've got to, we've got to get these allosauruses, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but it's fun. It's good. I'm, if you're not a hardcore Jurassic World Evolution person, I'd probably wait for a sale on it. But uh, I don't get that opportunity because yeah. my son won't let me rest. I have to play this game. Uh, he enjoys the sandbox mode quite a lot, which does take away the cash need and all that. You can just build whatever you want, wherever you want. And so he enjoys that immensely. But as we, but you need to unlock things in the game for it to be unlocked in sandbox mode, which is why I spent you know, 12 hours of my week getting to a goddamn Mosasaurus. So <sighs> good times, good times. But yes, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I know you're sick of hearing about dinosaurs. It's, it's fine. Um, so I, the other thing I was playing that uh, we hadn't talked about, well, I haven't talked to you about, you guys talked about last week was Forza. And that game is fantastic. Holy crap. The only thing that isn't, better than any other Forza I've played is the is the soundtrack. The That's radio what st- I've heard, and I don't have anything to compare it to since this is my first one. Yeah, the radio stations in 4 were bangers. Like, and outside of Hospital in this one, it's just not it's just not as good. But outside of that, the cars feel better. The driving's awesome. I love the uh, the off-road tracks like moshing through in a supercharged Ford Bronco just rules, you know. I feel like the uh, the Forza or the Horizon, uh, sorry, the Horizon event. It seems to descend on places like a fucking plague of locusts. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna drive through your ancient temples in my car. Fuck off, you know? Like, right, you're like, but, watch me flip this Maserati off the side of this pyramid. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, this has been here for what three thousand years? Not with a Maserati on it, motherfucker. <laughs> Woo! Um, but I love the opening where all the all the cars are dropping out of the planes and you're driving, like getting the feel of all the different types of tracks. Dude, um, yeah, that was so weird when I was playing. Like at first, I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is a cool like animated thing or short. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, now I'm driving. I'm like, oh, I actually <laughs> need to do shit now. You're like, wait, wait, I'm playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of a race against like 11 other people. I should probably like get going. And I thought the stupid little Forza uh, thing that they always do the race against the thing in those games. And I thought the one where you're like flying or or racing against the plane and then like the guys in the squirrel suits jump out and you're racing them and all the racing the motorcycles and they turn into the squirrel suit guys. I I thought that was rad. I thought that was cool. I mean, it's so dumb, but at the same time, it was rad. Uh, I don't know, man. That game is just so fun. It's just so fun. I'm, I'm into it. 
I'm into it a lot. It uh, is, and I was really surprised how into it I was because I never played one. Like, I just assumed, okay, it's just like going to be a racing game. You're just going to do a bunch of races. Like, I didn't know about the entire, the whole open world, just kind of driving around. You get to do whatever, like at your leisure. I didn't know that that's how it was like. And I was like, I love this. I was like, this mm-hmm. is so, I just like being able to switch cars whenever. I was like, I can like run around and there's like a little side quest stuff. If I want to just go and actually like do races and unlock stuff. I can do that if I'm so inclined. Like it was just a good time all around. Like I just go and like flip stuff. And then there's times though where I didn't realize. Like I just unlocked um, the one area where you get have to do the. It's kind of like a off road, like you said, like the off road racing, okay. like stuff. And I just unlocked that, and I'm like going through doing it, and I'm like spinning out, and I'm like, ha, like this is fun. And then I did realize there was a time limit. Like there wasn't a timer in the corner telling me there's a time limit. Um, but I'm like going through just doing it. It's just like, oh, get to the end or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. But I kept messing up and there's a lot of sharp t- turns and stuff. So then I'd like wipe out and go way too far and have to kind of like get myself back on the road. Yeah, yeah. And then as I'm like approaching, it's like, oh, you got like 10 seconds left. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to make that. And then I'm like, okay, so I guess there's a time limit now. So then now I'm like actively like, oh, spin out. I'm like, nope, rewind. I'm like, we're going to take that turn better. I'm like, apparently I have to race the clock now. I didn't realize I had to do that. Yeah. I don't know. That game, that game is just, it's so much game. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the perfect one to just pick up and play every, you know, every so often. It's like, oh, I got 20 minutes. Oh, cool. I can like knock out three things. I can do like a couple boards. I can get a race done. I can go unlock a couple of roads like sweet. I can get a car. Okay, great. And then you'd be done and then you pick it up again, right where you left off. Thanks to the quick loading on the Xbox. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll keep it going. And I'm going to switch up cars and do a couple more boards and a couple more races. And it's like, it doesn't matter if I have like 20 minutes or two hours. It's, it's always a good game to just jump into and get stuff done. And it's a game where 20 minutes can turn into two hours real fast. Like, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of nights where I'm like sitting there playing it, and then I look at my phone. I see it's eleven oh three, and I was like, "Uh oh, I I need to go to bed." Yeah, the uh, we we got to do the the multiplayer on that. I told Shannon last week, like when I asked him, I was like, "Dude, is there multiplayer?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, you can just like free drive with your friends, and then if you all go to like the same race point, you can race each other." I was like, "Dude, I am down." I want to do this. And apparently they brought over the battle Royale mode from four in this one as well, which is really fun. It's cool. Like it, it it's a neat thing. So I'm, I'm down to try it, man. Like we should, uh, we should, we should do this. Dude, I'm totally down. I was like, unfortunately I was like, since I, Megan, so next week we're going to the spa for Megan's birthday. And stuff, so I I will not be available for mm. Friday gaming. But the week okay. after that, the I week am after yes, toast us. down. We we shall do this. Um, okay, you play anything else? So besides uh, Forza, not yes. Forza. Um, <laughs> yes, I I played Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Oh, how was that? How was that? So in in it, my house, that release date got pushed back to December twenty fifth. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's good though. Uh, I like the art style. Like I know some people aren't a fan of like the mm. little chibi art style and stuff, but I think it's cute. I like it's. It reminds me a lot of kind of not as polished, but I, it reminds me a lot of like what they did with Link's Awakening, 
and stuff. Okay. So I really dig that kind of cute, like big head, like little proportion kind of art style. So um, they did a good job with that. Uh, it feels slightly like it feels slightly weird to me. And I think it's only because Pokemon has evolved so much since Diamond and Pearl in terms of like innovation and just like design in general and stuff like with sword and shield and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like the, where you don't need a Poka um, center and Mart and stuff. It's all just one building now. And, oh, I like you know, that. That's cool. And so they did, um, of course in this game, because it's a remake of diamond and pearl, uh, they tried to keep it as close as possible. So you do still have the separated, like most of the maps, and stuff of like the town like nothing's really changed in that aspect um but they did add a lot of innovations that would come in later pokemon games into the Mm -hmm. game like the fact that having experience share across your entire party uh that's in the game and unlike i i don't think i could play a game without it anymore like and uh unlike like in x and y um, you actually got the experience share. You had to get the experience share item. And then once you mm-hmm. got that, it happened. You could turn it on or off, whatever. Um, you have it right from the start of the game and it's not an item. It's just on. It's just, that's just how it works is awesome. everybody gets experience. You can't turn it off. Um, it's just always there, which is nice. And there's like a lot of different, uh, and under the options, you know, you have the options of, do you want to name your Pokemon? Do you want to mm-hmm. auto transfer to the box or do you want the opportunity to swap it automatically into your party when you catch it? Um, stuff like that, which is always nice. Like if you don't want to name anything, don't want to whatever yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah. it. I'm like, just send it to the box. Let me name my stuff. That's cool. I don't care. Um, are, do, are you a person that names Pokemon? Cause I never do. I'm just like, yeah, you're, you're a Rotata. I don't care. Like, um, it depends. Like ones that I think are going to be in my party for a while, I tend to name. Uh, ones that I know I will never use, I don't like Magic Carp. I'm like, you're just Magic Carp. I'm like, I don't care. But like, you, you know, you never, I, you never get the Gyarados. You don't. You don't go. Um, I mean, I have in the past, but it's just yeah. I don't. He's not like one. Like if I was trying to complete the Pokedex or whatever, Gyarados isn't one that like i need in my party like oh like there's certain pokemon where it's like if i ever come across it just because i like them like celibi yeah or like whatever and like i love Drifloon. like a lot of the ghost ones i really like it's like all right you'll be in my party or like gengar like i always have a gengar in my party at some point or like a uh togetic like so so let me ask you do they uh not to interrupt i just have some questions no you're Um, fine yeah uh do they do like legendaries in in raids like Sword and Shield do, or, or are they built into the game like traditionally? So as far as I know, um, it's just going to be traditional. Like, okay, there's no like wild area or anything like that. Not that I know of okay. or that I've seen okay. yet. Because at the point I'm at right now, I think I'm about to get my second badge. Like I'm in the t- town or whatever to get my second badge. Gotcha. Um, so I'm doing that, but they also have added like for one of the things I do like that they improved on is so in the original version of, I think it was both in gold and silver and then um, diamond and pearl for Mm -hmm. running. You have to hold B to use the running shoes to run. You're always running all the time. That's great. Once you get the running shoes, um, they're just like you push. If you want to walk, you can just slightly push on the stick, but then running is just when you're fully pushing on the stick. So you're always running all the time, which is so nice. Like, I don't need to hold any extra buttons. Like, just let me fucking go as fast as I can when I need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the What they did with the little Pokenav 
tool because on the D original version, since it was on the DS, the Pokenav tool was on the bottom screen and you would have like your clock. You could open the town map. You could uh, see your party and see like their health and stuff. And then there was other like apps or whatever for the Pokenav that you would unlock to get to use to like find items or do whatever, like the radio to wake up Snorlax oh, okay. and stuff to get the Poke flute thing. Um, since there's no bottom screen on the switch, what they do now is for the Pokenav, you push the, uh, the right bumper mm-hmm. and it, you push it once and it brings it up in the right corner. Um, you tap it again and it like zoom, like puts it basically in the middle of the screen to make it big. So you can like either click on shit to like do, if you want to use the calculator, if you're playing in handheld mode, you can like touch the buttons and do whatever and click shit to cycle through it. If you're playing docked, you have a little finger thing that you can go and you like press the butt, do it automatically, whatever with the um, stick. Uh, and then it will stay in your corner side of your screen until you hold right bumper for like two seconds and then it'll make it go away, oh, which cool. is nice yeah. because it's like, dude, what, like I had to Google it because it was just stuck there on the side of the screen and I'm like tapping the button and it's just making it like big, <laughs> small, big, small. And I'm like, okay, no, but like, it's taking up like a core, like in handheld mode, like it's taking up like a third of my fucking screen. Like oh, I want geez. this gone. Yeah. Like I don't want to look at it. I don't need it right now. And then they're like, oh yeah, uh, you might've missed it, but it told you if you hold the button for two seconds, it'll go away. And then I held it and it went away. I was like, son of a bitch. Like, yeah, <laughs> I clicked right there. I'm like, yeah, I know how to use this. and just closed out of the menu before reading it. But um, so far, you know, it's really, it's really nice. Um, it's nice having like, I do, I did enjoy Diamond and Pearl originally mm-hmm. and stuff. So I like, I like the different, um, like right now my party is, I picked Fire Monkey uh, as my go-to chim- nice. Chimchar. Chimchar. Yeah, I picked Chimchar as my, uh, my starter. And then I have Bidoof. I have a Psyduck. Nice. I have this bug, like Cricketune. Um, and then of course your typical like Starly, like basically all I have besides Psyduck, it's pretty much like all the like first couple route Pokemon and stuff to flesh out the party, which is usually how it works. And then usually about the middle of the game is like when you start to get your actual party together, once you get yeah. access to better Pokemon. But right now, oh, and Shinx, Shinx is actually really good. Uh, oh, Shinx is I, real good. Yeah. yeah. I just got him to learn bite. And like, once he learns like bite and like an electric move, I'm like, oh yeah, game changer. Like yeah, now you, you're actually good. You get him to Alexio and you're, you're rolling. Yeah, he man. just, he just evolved into yeah. his middle form. So I'm like, all right now, cause pretty much up to this point, I've just been using my starter for the most part. And then, uh, just giving everyone else experience. But then now everyone's leveled up to the point where it's like my birds actually know like flying moves. Like he actually knows an electric and bite move now. Like oh, I'm starting <laughs> to get like the good moves. So I'm like, all right, now you're not dead weight. Now I can actually swap into you and actually use you because you know good moves now. <laughs> well, be prepared uh, after December 25th to have a ton of trade requests come from uh, my children. So yeah, by then I'll be like fucking sick of the game. Yeah. I'll be like, no, I'm done. <laughs> You're like, I'll just trade you these legendaries. I don't even care. Like, just... yeah, I'm like, you want this shiny Raticate? Here you go. Just so, by the way, I don't know if you've been uh, playing Sword and Shield at all. No, not but, recently. So, uh, my kid will go on there and do the random trade, where he just sends something out into the world and get something back, and. There's like groups of people out there that send like 
level hundred shinies of stuff back to people. And, and it almost seems like promotional and it's like, <laughs> I can't tell if these were like hacked things that they're sending my probably. kid probably <laughs> but like at the same time he's just like freaking out when he's like yeah i've got a shiny whatever and it's level yeah. 100 and it's holding a master ball and i'm like i'm sure that was hacked into the yeah. game oh, yeah, yeah whatever man like yeah awesome Have but fun they're with excited it. for it because oh, yeah. i know the one time because i would do that like sometimes like when po when i was playing sword and shield it was always mm-hmm. fun just to like go on like before bed do like three or four like fun wonder trades and mm-hmm. see what you get and the one time I I got a shiny Greninja, oh, and wow. he was yeah. he, he was level one hundred, and he's cool when he's shiny because he's black, and yeah. so that's like super dope. So I was like, that was probably the best one that I ever. I think I got like a couple legendaries before too. And same thing, like I'm pretty sure they're just hacked. But the Greninja one was a surprise because it's like it's not something that I would ever be like, oh dude, I need a shiny Greninja. But then yeah. when I got one, I'm like. Dude, he's badass. Like, why didn't I want one sooner? Like, this is dope. And now it's like, I can only have a shiny Greninja. I'm like, uh, all other Greninjas are basically dead to me at this point. And shiny Greninja is in my party. What is this blue Greninja bullshit that I'm dealing with? Like, I'm like, basic. Yeah. Have a pumpkin spice latte. Greninja. Like, get your basic ass out of here. Um, Nice Uggs. Anyway, uh... I think we've hit the point of the show where we should talk some spoilers. What do you think? I'm ready. I'm ready for some spoiler talk. All right. So uh, if you want to hear us talk about Inscription and uh, we're going to talk Jungle Cruise because that came to Disney Plus and I watch that uh, hang out with us. If not, thank you for listening. But uh, spoiler talk is going to begin now. Um. Bro, the ending of like Luke fucking dies. Lucky Carter fucking dies, dude. Like so weird. Like I, when you're watching the video, I'm like, okay, I, I I don't really know what's going on. And he opens the door and it's just like breaking bad. Like, bam, like right there. I was like, holy shit. I was like, what the fuck happened? I mean, game, game, uh, game fun, uh, is, uh, not fucking around. When yeah, they were like cease and desist, my man. Right? Like what? Jesus! Like that? So, so okay. I also want to know what you thought about. So, it, the game changes multiple times yes. as you're playing it. There's yes. basically phase one, phase two, and phase three of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, phase one was definitely my favorite. Like I thought Absolutely. that was the best. Um, phase two was similar to one, but slightly different. And I really didn't like phase three at first. And then it kind of grew on me by the end. So phase three to me made phase two better because, because by playing through phase two, you really got the story of the scribes and like what they were all about. Why PO three was like fucking up and like all that stuff like that. You got all that. And it was just like, okay, like, and you get why the stoat was kind of a dick and all that in, (laughs) in phase one. But the the problem I had with phase three, phase three ends fantastically. Yes. Like you hit a point uh, going to the trader a few times with the digital pelts where it drops you enough story beats that it's like, oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm now I got to see where this ends. Like I'm, I'm in, like you've hooked me. I've got it. You know, like I got to go. Um, but it took a little too long to get there. Yeah. Like, there's, that a, last- there's a lot of grinding 
at the that beginning last of that part that last part at the end where you're going to like the different points on the map and yeah. having to like do the sections like that took a lot longer than i felt like it needed to and if you knew exactly where to go and what to do it would have been a lot shorter but sometimes it's like you know you go one you're just walking around going yeah. directions and stuff you don't really know where you need to go to yeah i mean I'll, I'll fully admit there's a there were a few times where i just busted out a walkthrough and was like where do i what am i doing you know yeah. just like i i just want to see where this goes like i don't mm-hmm. want to dick around for three hours to figure it out you know but yeah like i i still maintain that if the game ended after act one if the whole game was just leshy and his cabin that still might be my game of the year. Like yeah. that, that was fantastic. And it's funny because by the time the third act ends and you know, you're, you're sitting there with, uh, what was it? PO three and, and all that mm-hmm. you're trying to take out PO three with the scribes. Yeah. By the time that ends, it's like, I kind of didn't care about the card game anymore. I was just so into the meta of like what the hell was going on and like dude one of one of my favorite parts that made me bust out laughing was at the very end after like you beat PO3 and yeah. you basically have to fight each of the scribes like one last time or whatever mm-hmm. as like everything's being deleted when you fight the one like wizard dude and you're playing the wizard and it's literally Yu-Gi-Oh like you have yeah. the dual di- and they even say they like put on your dual disc. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. And like, you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh with like wizards and shit that blew my mind. And I was like, uh, and arguably though, like the game itself was definitely like, I could see why they didn't do a whole section. Cause like the wizard with the gym thing, like that was the weakest out of yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. But just the fact that I'm sitting there wearing a fucking like stone dual disc, playing against someone like some of the monsters like Yu-Gi-Oh. I was like, dude, this is hilarious. I loved that they did that. And I mean, there's a whole like ARG thing that I haven't really dug into with the, with the, was it Carnoffle code? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is apparently like a whole piece of this game that exists that I don't know if I'll ever figure out or dig into too much. I might just watch like a YouTube recap of it at some point, but it's insane. Like apparently the developer went and buried something at the actual location where lucky Carter digs up the disc, like in real life for people to find. And they found it and all this stuff. Like it's, it's, it's insane. The lengths this guy went through to make this game. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but there's also in the video footage, if you actually comb through Mm -hmm. all of it and whatever, there's like all the different lines of like weird, like code and stuff. And basically if you, I don't know what you have to do to piece it all together. Like you take all those bits and then like put it in some website that like generates a URL. It generates a URL to a website and you fill out the information to get something actually mailed to your house. What? It's like from the, yeah, it's like that level of like deep meta bullshit. And I guess like enough people did it to where they had to like pull the website down because they like ran out of whatever that they were supposed to be like mailing. And it's like, Oh, it'll be back soon. And I was like, dude, that's nuts. Like, that is insane. I don't even know how people manage to even actually figure that out. Like, it seems well, bananas let, to me. Let me, let me ask you, so based on what you know now, do you think PO3 was successful? 
Cause that's the whole thing was like in the game, you, you work with Grimora and the other scribes to like stop PO three from uploading inscription, his version of inscription to the internet. Yeah. So he's un- so it becomes unstoppable and, and powerful. But then at the end of the game, you're kind of left with a like, well, what did I just play? Did PO three make it? Like, yeah, it, you know, it made, it made me think that it's like what you stopped wasn't really the end. Like yeah. there's obviously more going on and you were just almost like a pawn in a series of like something bigger than you realized you were a part of type mm-hmm. of thing. And that's kind of what the ending kind of showed where it's like, even by destroying it, it's like you never, you can't fully destroy it. And like what you did will just like end up making a worse version of it. Like later down the road. Yeah. Like God damn. What a, what a game dude. Like what a what a fucking game! Like it's one oh. of those things. Like the every, so the base game, the game that you're, you're presented, is 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 a great card game, right? And it's got a lot of cool characters, and it's got a lot of like fun combinations you can put on, and like the you know the cards you make along the way play a good part in there, and they become powerful cards you can get and all that. But then it's like all the stuff that this guy built around the game to flesh everything out, to make everything so much more meaningful, to make every aspect of the game impactful. I I just can't like wrap my head around it. You know, it, it's, it's one of the like, yeah, I, yeah. And I was low key kind of sad. Like, so the switch from phase one to phase two was really mm-hmm. jarring because the art style completely changes. Like it is very much kind of like undertale looking, like earthbound kind of art style. Yeah. I would almost argue it was too jarring. It was, it, it, like I said, you have to get to act three for, uh, well, I won't, I won't put you in that. I had to get to act three (laughs) to enjoy act two. Like act two was something I just did. I didn't really like it. I did. By the end I did. Like the main thing I enjoyed about act two was the deck that I ended up building. I was really happy with by the end and i liked that you weren't like oh even though i picked like the necromancer chick or whatever Mm -hmm. and so i got the skeleton like starter deck or whatever um you weren't you know committed to just that like you ended up after beating like last year in that version you beating all the other people like you get options to buy booster packs from like the wizard stuff or the robot stuff or and like my ending deck was like a mix of it had skeleton stuff in it. It had a lot of like Leshy's cards, like the creatures. And then mm-hmm. it even had like a couple of like the robot. Like, so it was like a mix of like, I didn't want to touch the like gym stuff, the wizard shit. I was like, yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah. It's funny. But, I did the same thing. Like mine was pretty much Grimora's deck and Leshy. Like I had a yeah, ton of creatures. That was the best. Cause yeah. that was like the best is like you sack shit to mm-hmm. make more creatures. And by sacking it, you get bones to then make other creatures. Exactly. So it's like yeah. the synergy was just there. And then with the robot stuff, like some of the, like, the defense, like energy stuff, they were just really good. And it's like, you could just sit it out there. Um, well, yeah. And, and it, like it had that, I mean, to speak in magic, it had that like, you know, red and black type synergy yeah. to it or like, white yeah, it blue, really did, which is really nice. Where with the, with you, cause picking Grimoris to start with, to use the wizard stuff, they didn't play to well together. It yeah. was like, it was like running red and blue or red and white, you know, like it just like, sure. You, there's cards you could make work, but yeah. it, it wasn't a natural fit. 
you know? It's because it's like the P3 and the wizard stuff is a lot of more a slow burn mm-hmm. kind of deck where it's like you have to wait, but then the longer the buildup is, then you get your stronger shit and it gets it out. Whereas the Necromancer, unless she's like, it's, you want it to be as aggressive as possible yeah. at the very beginning. Like you just want to flood the board and just swing in like while nothing's on the field and just win. Which is a way I enjoyed playing, you know, yeah. like that's, that's definitely a way. I and then playing. that's what they kind of forced you. Then by phase three, they kind of forced you into, you know, the P3 and the building up that deck now. And, mm-hmm. you know, your deck really fucking sucks. At the, that was the, the most yeah. hard. That's why I feel like I did not like phase three as much at first is because going from two where it's like, awesome. I built this dope fucking deck that I really enjoy. And then going to three where now it's like, oh, now you're back to your deck sucks and you have nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I'm like, I hope you don't mind that we cut your legs out from under you completely yeah. on this. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm just like, dude, like none of these. I have like no deck. I'm like none of these cards work. I'm building up all this energy, but I only have like one or two things that I can even really cast for that energy. And once they're gone, I have nothing. <laughs> like so. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know how this game isn't my game of the year at this point. Like I haven't, I have not had a game in a long time take over just this much real estate in my brain. Like I think about this game a lot, a lot, you know, like it is just, it's one of those things where it's not just the game. I think about just all the aspects that go into it. Like everything this guy did around it, like all of it, it's fantastic. And I can't believe it. No, it is. And it's one of those things though, where to me, and this is just me though. It, it still doesn't beat Loop Hero in in my book. That's just sure. my opinion. Like sure. just because I feel like Loop Hero as a whole was more consistent in like the highs, where this kind of had like a little bit high, low, high, low, like kind of fluctuate, and it ended on a high. And mm-hmm. I, I give it that, but um, it's definitely going to be high on my game of the year list. I don't know if it will overtake loop hero though but yeah. it was a great experience and like you know it doesn't take long to beat and i really i really want shannon to just fucking commit to it and he well, already played the demo i kind of want to go through it again now that i know what i'm doing like from the beginning to just really mm-hmm. see if i can make a much more streamlined playthrough you know well and that's the thing too is i wouldn't mind going back through either since like you know, a lot of her phase one, I was just like, I, I'm sticking to this totem. I'm not doing anything yeah. else. So it'd be cool to experiment with kind of with other play styles that like yeah. I didn't do the first time. Totally. I, I don't know if I have the discipline to do that. Yeah, but because there's still so many other stuff to play yeah. that it's like going back and replaying something that you already just beat when game of the year is literally like next month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I really want to. I, I really want to. Um yeah fantastic game again if you've listened through all this uh and haven't played it i'm sorry because you should have but uh if you haven't just pick it up it's fantastic it's one of the best games i've played in a long long time so um shall we talk about things we've watched (laughs) yeah i'm very excited to hear i watched this a while back so now it's fresh in your mind i'm ready to hear what you think of uh, jungle cruise Oh boy. Okay. So Jungle Cruise came to Disney plus and, uh, and I've actually wanted to watch it for a long time. Like it's, it's one of those games or one of those games, one of those, one of those movies where it's like, yeah, I'm sure that's real dumb. But at the same time, like I like, I like the mummy. 
I like those type of movies. And this looks like it's one of those movies. And guess what? It's one of those movies. Like it's total. like this movie is Pirates of the Caribbean and the mummy slammed together in, in one movie. Um, and, and all the good and bad that are entailed. In that. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise's the mummy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm talking Brandon Frazier's the mummy here. Um, but you know, this starts off with a, uh, a strong nod to the ride at Disneyland, uh, with our, with Frank, our cruise captain, taking a bunch of uh, unsuspecting English people that made their way to the Amazon for some reason on a uh, Amazonian cruise. And they are, uh, I, I did enjoy the part with the hippo and the little girl that's like, hippos aren't native to the Amazon. And he's like, shut up. And then, he's but like, he's, All right, everybody. If yeah. you look over here. <laughs> and then he's making awful dad jokes the whole time, which I appreciated. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's like good banter back and forth. The the main female protagonist in the movie and her brother have this like magic arrowhead that she thinks is going to lead her to these petals from this tree that can cure any disease and fix all the world's problems. And she steals it from the archaeological society in London and takes off uh, with a German prince hot on her tails that thinks the power of this tree can help him rule Europe for a millennia or something. It's, it's loose. I don't really know, but I, I, I think that's what his plan was. It, it's weird. He just is likes being evil and killing people for some reason. Sure. Whatever. Like we're just moving on. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah, they get to the jungle. Uh, Frank tricks them into, cause he needs money for Paul Giamatti for some reason um, to get his engine back, I believe was the reason, but the um, yeah. So he tricks them into giving them money to take them where they need to go to get to this tree. And uh, he's, it comes out all along the way that he's been tricking them, you know, with different ruses. Like at one point he fends off a Jaguar attack. It turns out it's his Jaguar. It's a Jaguar. <laughs> it's his pet named Proxima. That was um, pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then, yeah, things like like the natives show up and and kidnap them all. But turns out he's in with the natives, yeah, paying them like paying to them. put on the act. Yep. Oh, by the way, did I mention there's awful CG monsters in this thing? So God, the CG, dude. yeah. So the CG monsters are conquistadors that showed up way back in the day. What did they say, three or four hundred years before this. So this. Story takes place around 1900. I think it's like 1918 or something like that. Um, this, uh, the conquistador showed up about 300 years before looking for this tree and uh, ended up slaughtering the natives that saved them using the tree. Uh, but then at the same time got cursed when they did. And so uh, they have now become like, part of the Amazon. There's a guy who's made out of snakes. There's a guy who's made out of bees for some reason, because bees are in part of the Amazon. I don't know. Uh, there's He's a guy, candy man. Yeah. There's a guy who's candy man. Uh, there's a, a guy who's made out of mud. Um, sure. And a guy, a, a tree dude who kind of like a, just a small ent or something like that. I don't know. And um, 
and they're trying to get this arrowhead because they're trying to break the curse. And so all of that happens. Uh, they kill Frank, which is kind of shocking because there's still an hour and change left of this movie, but Frank's dead. Guess what? Frank's not dead. Frank was one of the conquistadors and he trapped all those dudes and turned them into monsters because they kept trying to kill him because he tried to save the natives when they were slaughtering the natives. Um, yeah. So, but that's why Frank's never left the river. I don't know why Frank is in debt. It seems like if you like live that long of a life, like you should not find yourself in a position where you owe people money. That seemed weird to me. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then hilarity ensues. Hijinks. They, uh, Emily Blunt's character and the rock fall in love for no reason. Just kind of out of nowhere. Like essentially when Frank dies, quote unquote dies, this movie takes a hard left turn into bullshit territory and uh, never really recovers. It becomes a CGI mess after that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that, oh, they end up getting the one petal, one petal from this tree that had fucking tens of thousands of petals, but they were able to get one. And instead of curing all diseases, she uses it to save Frank. And then they return to London and live happily ever after, I guess. I don't know. Um, and he's driving a motor car in a fuchsia dinner coat and top hat at the end of this movie. <laughs> I, sure. Whatever. Um, Justin, your thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I was actually surprised at the beginning of the movie, how much I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. like I was like, Oh man, like it had some pretty funny moments. Like, you know, it was cute. I was like, all right. Like I was, actually very surprised like this is actually based you know for a live action like disney movie i was like this is actually really good compared to some of the other stuff they've put out and just like you said and then frank died and then after that it became like wonder woman 88 like it was like laughably (laughs) bad and i was just like dude me and megan were just sitting there floored like she was like i don't know what happened like uh, what like what is going like why is this happening and i was like dude it went full blown like they were like we don't know what to do for the last half of the movie. Um, people liked the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Let's literally just take the plot of that and swap mm-hmm. it into. Yeah, it was also a movie based on a ride. And I was like, the, yeah. the irony in this is just killing me, man. Well, it, yeah, because to your point, it didn't need it. Like there, was, it didn't. Like it really didn't. Like, they I don't know who thought they, that was a good idea. They could have. He could have been the one cursed guy. They could have removed every CG monster out of it. And the, the movie would not have suffered in any way. If anything, it might've improved yeah. by just removing that, you know, throw in a fight against an anaconda. I don't know, like something like they, they could have done cool stuff that was still Amazonian without, uh, I don't know, a guy made dude, out of snakes. Dude, like even him fighting a fucking smoke monster, like lost would have been better yeah. than fighting the snake and mud dude. Like to get the fuck out of here. Man. I know. And, and they, so they wouldn't commit to making those guys like super scary. Like yeah. my, my eight year old didn't find it all that disturbing to watch, you know, like it was, it was fine for the kids to watch. And, by not committing to making those guys actually scary, they just were dumb. Yeah, it's like they, weird. It's like they either need to be like hardcore bad guys, like, and and you see them as conquistadors murdering people left and right, but as supernatural monsters, these jackasses can't do shit. 
Like they just, they're just like, misunderstood. Yeah, and they're, and, they're, and they're also awful. Like they're like, and and not awful as in like bad people. They're like bad fighters. You know, like they're they're like falling, hitting each other. Like you know, I mean, sure, a guy gets stabbed with snakes every once in a while for some goddamn reason, but it's still like okay like you guys you guys have all this power and can't do shit with it yeah, like what are you you've doing been around for centuries and like you're still you still suck at this yeah like how are you this bad at this um and yeah so that's the other thing is like they played it for like almost comic relief you know and it's like you can't have your bad guys be comic relief in a <laughs> sense like i don't know it was just like you said, it's like they didn't know what they didn't know how to end it at all, and so they were just like uh, uh, Jack Sparrow, sure, yeah. Like da 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 da. Speaking of good movies, though, I oh, okay. also I watched Shang Chi. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and let's man, talk about dude, that. that that made Eternals look like ass, dude. Yeah, it did. It was, it was so good. Like, um, dude, the the. Like within the first twenty minutes, like the best, like I would say, like one of the absolute best Marvel fight scenes happens, which is the bus fight scene. Yeah, hands down. And hands that down. was like that was like some Winter Soldier mixed with like season one of like Daredevil hallway fight scene, like fighting going on. Did you see the uh, the Twitter thread of the San Francisco bus driver that broke down everything that was wrong? In that no. fight, in that scene, it was hilarious because it was just like, so you have the bus driver. You would not be pushing the brakes. You'd be pushing this button that stops the bus anytime a fight breaks out. Like you're instructed to push this button, which calls the police and stops the bus. <laughs> like it was, and like the part where the blade goes through the the bottom. He's uh-huh. like, you've now lost air pressure. You need to stop that bus because the hard brake kicks in when the air pressure completely goes away and that bus will never move again. <laughs> like it was just like really funny how he was like breaking it down step by step. It was just a little aside that I enjoyed, but, um, but you're, you're not wrong. That, that, uh, that bus fight was fantastic. Like, yeah, the bus fight was great. Like even just all the different actors, like they picked and stuff were really like Shang Chi himself was like really likable, really good on screen. Um, when him and Aquafina were together, like them playing off each other, hilarious. Like she was great throughout, and like the ending when uh they like go through the uh the portal with the wizard and stuff. They're back at the bar doing like the double yeah, date yeah. thing, and then go like arm in arm and walk through. I was like, dude, that's great. Yeah, when Wong shows up and he's like, we gotta go. And they're like singing um, karaoke with them and stuff in the mid credit. Like that was one of the best like mid credit scenes I've ever. He's like yeah. just drunk. He's like, and I. <laughs> well, always. It's like, yeah, we got to We got to go get rest. We got a lot to do. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, even when it turns into like typical Marvel CG mess at the end of that, it still was rad. Like the rings, the whole part with the rings was really cool. Like I think yeah. the fact that they turned them into bracelets, you know, from the comics, they were like actually rings. Yeah, but, like, I like. Yeah, the fact no, that they were. Like, they were definitely interesting, and the uh, I will say, yeah, that was like maybe the one off-putting thing was when they go to like the other, like the hidden, like yeah. world. The the dragon CG was kind of rough. It was like very yeah. like blatant, but it's like the movie was also so over the top that it's like it didn't really take away from it for me. Though I'm like, all right, yeah, this is all ridiculous. So like, what's it fucking matter at this point? I mean, I've got Ben Kingsley with like 
a cat with no head and wings. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm on board. I did love the part though. I think you guys talked about it where he's, where he's like laying down. He's like, it's called yeah. acting. Lay yeah. down. You that idiot. My like, favorite part. He's like, I'm dead. Lay down. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they both just go back down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but I did enjoy like, you know, the callback all the way from the original Iron Man with like the 10 rings organization. And it's like, no, that's the Mandarin. Like that's the actual Mandarin. Yeah. And yeah, they, they like did a lot of stuff to basically make the plot of Iron Man three better. Yeah. Like they like yeah. changed and like retconned so much that it was like, if you were to go back and probably rewatch Iron Man three, you'd probably after watching Shang-Chi, you'd probably be like, okay, well this makes a little more sense now. So there is a short on Disney plus that has Ben Kingsley's character. Um, and it takes place basically between Iron Man three and Shang-Chi, which shows how he wound up in their clutches. And it start, it's him in prison until he's not, but it's absolutely worth watching. It's hilarious. Oh, dude, it's so watch good. It. Yeah, no, a lot of his scenes were great too. Like yeah. he really hammed it up on screen and it was really funny. And I'm super stoked to see like what, what's happening now with the sister. Like, is she going to be a bad guy? Is she going to be a good guy? Is she like an anti-hero now? The way she's like taking over the 10 rings and putting her that's, stamp on it. That's kind of what I, I didn't necessarily peg her as bad guy. But mm-hmm. it seemed like, you know, at the end, you know, it seemed like she, as a child, like, wasn't allowed to basically, like, train with the boys, you know, and trained in secret. Yeah. And then it's, like, at the end now, she has, like, all the girls, like, learning the fight yeah. and stuff. So it more, to me, came off as her raising the Empire how she wants to instead of being, like, a background character in it. Oh, 100%. But I still think she's going to get into some nefarious shit. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's still know. a shitty organization. Yeah, like, she- at the end of the day... Like maybe they um, don't do so as much human trafficking anymore, but I'm guessing they're still into some into some bad bad yeah. bad deeds. Money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know these these mountain retreats ain't free. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I'm, easil- I'm, easily the strongest movie or strongest thing Marvel has put out since Endgame. I think. Yeah, and so. I'm excited to see like you know with him going off with uh, like Juan and stuff. I'm like excited yeah. to see kind of like if he'll show up in like doctor strange two or something or I like so. if we'll see him like somewhere along the line and when these other movies to kind of like start integrating him more with the like current avengers and stuff like that i'm fully down to have shang chi be like the next steve rogers in the mcu like he's he's got that level of like lovableness but like you believe his code you know and all that and and he's believable as like a character in the actions he's taking but he's still like fun to hang out with. You know what I mean? So it's, it, yeah, like I, he's a pillar build around him. That, that character is awesome. Like hands down full stop. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I love that movie. I want to watch it again right now. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Catch it. Catch anything else or should we wrap this up? I think that's about it. Like, I don't think I right. really watched anything else. Well, hey, uh, so if you've hung out with us, hopefully uh, maybe you're doing a little Black Friday shopping right now or something. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out. I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving if you're in America. If you're if you're Canadian, that was like last month. So, you know, sorry, we're late to that. Um, But uh, yeah, Justin, why don't you get in there and land this plane? (laughs) You know what, guys? I could hear it this time. I I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. 
and we actually have a uh, you know Hawkeye coming next week, oh, so you true. know we'll have we'll have more Marvel uh, TV shows. So the uh, Marvel spoiler section on the Discord. I know it's been a little quiet, but with uh, some new stuff coming out, I'm sure lots of talks will be happening in there. And um, you know, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. You know, check us out on uh, Spotify. Game of the Year is coming up here in a mm-hmm. few weeks and stuff. So uh, I hope everyone has a you know good Black Friday, good Cyber Monday. Get those uh, PS5 from Walmart if you're lucky enough to snag one. <laughs> oh, my God. And... I've got so much to play in like the next three weeks. I know. It's disgusting. It is. And uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, everyone in the SEC plays cupcakes late in November. It doesn't matter that Georgia beat someone by 60 points that a school I've never heard of before. It's fine. It's fine. They're the best in the nation. Oh, oh, also go be great. That's what Robbie would say. (laughs) He'd say both. Yes, absolutely.